Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to a brand new show, RSL show on the KSL Sports Network. My name is Andy Munoz. I'm joined by Alex Napolis and Isaac Munoz. What's up, guys? How are you doing? Hey, dude. How's it going? Doing pretty good. Cool. And today we're recording at Zion's Bank Real Academy? Yes, sir. The Zebra. Yeah. And we are here with Delmi Barrias, the communications coordinator for Real Salt Lake, Welcome. Hi. Hi. Good job. You did a good job there. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, bro. There you go. I passed. I passed the test. No, we're here with Delmi. We're very, very excited. Um, I got to have a conversation with you on the phone mm-hmm. a few weeks back, just kind of saying, what's up? How's Utah? Do you like it? But we wanted to make this uh, formal and get you on the podcast and just kind of get to know you a little bit, your background, um, what brought you to Real Salt Lake. Are you enjoying your job? Uh, all of the all of the fun stuff and maybe some of the dirt. No, I'm kidding. Ah, that's why you have me on here. <laughs> <laughs> Everything you're saying is being recorded, and I'm sure Trey listens to every single episode. Uh, no, but we're we're thrilled to have you, and um, we'll just kind of toss it to you. Just kind of introduce yourself, and I guess for me, it's like what kind of got you in the in, into the path of the kind of work that you do, and and what got you specifically doing it for football, soccer, the best sport in the world? First of all, thank you. Yes, you did call me a few weeks ago, and that was a very lovely gesture. I did appreciate the phone call, checking up on me and everything. Um, I am loving it here. I mean, I went to school for broadcast journalism. I wanted to be a reporter, so I was on the other side of things. Um, I actually did entertainment reporting for a while, decided six seven years later i hate it i don't like you know la right hollywood it's a very superficial kind of world um did not suit my personality so made the transition into sports i got a freelance gig to cover a laker game so that was my first ever sport reporting anything 
ended up doing Clippers for four or five seasons. And then somewhere along that way, uh, there was a job opening covering the LA Galaxy. I had only been doing basketball up until that point. I grew up a Galaxy fan. Um, so I thought, why not? Why not? Let's have some fun with it. Dip my toes into a different sport. I ended up loving it. I remembered why I loved it so much as a kid. Um, and that's kind of how it began. It's a short, condensed version. I don't want to bore you guys with, you know, my whole life story here. Yeah, all yeah. the long nights, long weekends, yeah. no social life. <laughs> Everyone only ever sees, like, the glamorous part, right? Like, they see you at the stadium and they think the job's really cool. But always, it's like, always. They think like, your job is, oh, you get to watch soccer for free. That's your job. I'm like, no. Yeah. You you probably only see me at the games, but we are busy. Grinding. We are constantly grinding. We're, there's always things to do. Yeah, it's busy, but I love it. Yeah, and you assisted us in uh, in, in basically getting all of this handled with the Chicho Arango interview. Uh, third outlet to do it, I think third behind Apple and who else? And we did the guys for our radio broadcast with Nelson Very cool. and Willie. Great guys. They call every game in Spanish. So Awesome. Yeah, so that's – it's great to, to have somebody like you here that A is obviously tenured. Uh, in the position, knows what they're doing. Um, and I've only had a great experience with you so far. Hopefully I won't God. have any bad experiences. <laughs> Good, let's keep saying nice yeah. things. Carry on. Yeah. <laughs> Chicho Arango said that, the, uh, that all of the people here who help him and assist him as far as media were awesome, and he pointed to you specifically. He did. You know what? I really appreciate you telling your listeners that because they cannot see that, right? But the yeah. fact that they know that and the fact that Chicho knows that makes me feel pretty good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, he's great. Obviously, we have history, know each other from LAFC. Um, so I'm a familiar face. And that obviously has helped him get comfortable. He knows he can come to me with whatever he needs help with. I know if he doesn't want to do something or doesn't feel comfortable, that he's comfortable enough to be like, tell me, can I not? Or can we change this? Or can we change that? Yeah. And obviously, that's also very helpful being in this position. Yeah. But priority number one for Chicho, aside from winning championships, is uh, what? Seeing the snow? Seeing the snow. <laughs> They've never seen snow, you guys. Yeah. They've never seen snow. He's from Colombia. Doesn't snow there. Played in LA. Definitely. I mean, I guess this year it kind of snowed. Very <laughs> rare occasion on little parts of the mountain. Um, he was in Pachuca, Mexico. Obviously, didn't snow. So literally, it was one of the first things his kids said to me. We want to see snow. And obviously, he told you guys that in your interview. So they're very excited. But I'm also like, just be careful what you wish for. <laughs> because when I first got here, I mean, we don't do well in the snow. As people that are used to sunshine all the time, it's not our jam. You know, it's fun for a little bit. And then when you're living in it, it's like a whole other beast. Yeah, tell us about that adjustment because you're SoCal, you know, Southern California, L.A., right? The the Katy Perry songs blasting out of the deep, <laughs> California probably. California girls! Yeah. <laughs> so you come to Utah, it's been a big transition, right? Like, you kind of had to adapt to the lifestyle. So, like, how, just on a personal level, not even work, like, how are you enjoying being in Salt Lake City? What's that adjustment like for you? I mean, I won't lie. Those first, probably, all jokes aside, that first month probably was very hard. <laughs> I... 
and not to get all depressed on you guys and anything i was crying a lot i was crying a lot just because i think the human nature in us right you're like doubting did i make the right move here did i jump the gun like am i gonna make it out here in the winter am i gonna make any friends am i it's just a million questions that were going through my mind i was missing my family missing my friends and the weather definitely did not help the situation. I realized I don't have any winter jackets for like Utah winter, right? They're like <laughs> yeah. LA winter is very different. <laughs> you got windbreakers, um, yeah. I drive a four by four, yet I did not know how to drive her in the snow. I spun once or twice. That was scary. Um, I fell a couple of times, like literally wrong shoes. <laughs> so you're talking to the ultimate girl that just does not know how to thrive in snow. She's not a snow girly, if you know what I mean. Um, so that that was hard. That was hard for me. Just even just getting the hang of like what my job role was going to be. Like I knew what my role would be, but obviously not knowing how anything worked. It took some time to just get adjusted in every level yeah. possible. So yeah, that first month was not was not easy. And now looking back to like I'm going about to hit three months. It's crazy because in my mind I feel like I've been here a year, right? Just in terms of how comfortable I feel with the club, with the players, with the staff. I don't feel like I'm the new girl, even though I'm very much the new girl. Um definitely in a different place now i'd say that's awesome yeah we i think we're you've adjusted very well and it seems like you've been here you're right much longer because you're everywhere you know like you're assisting in media you're on uh, social media you're tweeting you're you're posting all these updates on your igs uh it's it's really cool to see you make that adjustment but i will agree the winters are tough, mm-hmm. and when it's cold and dark and gloomy and the sun goes down at 6 o'clock, it's pretty depressing. depressing. Yeah. Yes. You always hear people say, oh, I live here. It's always snowing. It makes me depressed. You're like, oh, overdramatic. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's very much a thing, especially when you're so used to the opposite. Yeah. But now that the weather's getting nicer, there's no more snow. You'll get used to it. It's, yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's a cool place to yeah. live. So I I just want to ask real quick: Is there any specific moment or that any or any did anything happen that made you kind of go from that doubt to having? It looks like you're having a lot of fun now. Too. So is there anything that happened between that, like a specific moment where you can say that's where that mentality changed for you? I mean, honestly, I think it was just a confidence thing, right? Um, I think it was the Austin, no, the Dallas game. It was the first game that I did not travel with Trey or May. I traveled with Tyler, and Tyler is my boss. Um, and he really just kind of, he answered all the questions I had way before the game. Once the game happened, he kind of just threw me in there. Like, all right, you're doing it all on your own. And I'm so grateful he did that because... I feel like that's the best way to learn. Just get out there, go, spread your wings. Um, and I think once that game happened, I realized, okay, I got this. Like, I'm not useless, right? I think I think you always have, like, self-doubt. Like, am I doing a good job? Am I going to know what to do? Um, are they going to like me? Am I going to It's just, like, all these just human nature, I think, elements that come into play. And I think that game was probably the first time where I felt like, okay, I can bring something to the table, right? Um, And obviously since it's kind of been thankfully like an ongoing uphill where it's been more comfortable. I also feel like I have found my voice. Trey is very good about, hey, if you have an idea, suggest it. If you think this is, 
best this works best i trust you do it so having that trust from them also i feel helps in kind of getting adjusted with the new role and knowing what to do and all that good stuff (laughs) very cool what are you enjoying the most about your role with rail salt lake um I was going to say in comparison to LA Galaxy, but we won't even do that because <laughs> we know it's, you know, we, we know it's just two different worlds. Um, but just, I guess, overall, like what are the aspects that you enjoyed the most about being here in Salt Lake City with Rail Salt Lake? When I say I love my job, you guys, I love my job. I had this moment, not to divert too much. I had this moment, I think it was in Austin, one of our recent away games, where I was sitting there watching like the second half and i had that moment like this is so cool this is my job (laughs) like how cool is that um so there's a lot of things that i love about about my job obviously just getting to be around the game so much is definitely a plus but i think so far what i really enjoyed is I'm a big people person. Like I love talking to people. I love like interacting and hearing people's stories, whether it's, you know, someone I'm just meeting at a restaurant or one of our players. And that's been so fun for me. We recently did myself giving shout out to Johnny, who also works with us in the media team. Um, We did a story on Andres Gomez. And that piece is probably what I am by far the most proud of because it tells his story something that fans don't know it connects you to someone i think people often and we all do it we forget these guys are not just athletes they're humans they have a story too and it's been so cool for me to kind of sit down with them and let them tell me about their life and seeing how excited they get to talk about, you know, how they got here to begin with and being able to put that into writing or in a video and having fans connect with them on a human level. That part is so rad to me. It's just so cool to see like, you know, fans learning more and feeling that connection to them beyond just them on the pitch. But there's so many things about my job that I love. Yeah, we always used to um, make that same like sentiment back before you were here when players like Nick Ramondo or Kyle Beckerman were on the field. It was like they were mythical creatures, right? Like we'd only see them playing on Saturday. Uh, you wouldn't hear anything else about them. Didn't know nothing about their personal lives. Uh, I don't think I heard Nick Ramondo actually speak uh, till like years after I followed him or whatever. So for the longest time, I think um, not only us as a podcast and then also somebody like I, you know, I myself working in media, uh, content creation, social media, making videos, producing videos like that. uh, I always felt like one of the key pieces that uh, this club could always maybe, uh, I guess, like pounced on is what you just mentioned is, is bringing the human aspect side out of these players, especially like the Latino players, because for a long time we felt like, you know, they didn't have uh, a voice, right? Like we'd hear from the same players and it's, it's to no one's fault because there is a language barrier there, but we love that you chose to highlight a player like Andres Gomez. Maybe we'll see more from like Marcelo Silva, you know, Chicho Arango, obviously. Um, but it's, it's, it's a beautiful feeling to know that you're on the same page uh, where, I'm not the only one. I speak, I think, for a lot of people where we've been dying to kind of see that content come out, whether it's video or just written or, you know, or at least just have the mindset of, hey, you know what, let's let's really tell these people's stories. So yeah. and that's I completely awesome. agree. And I honestly, I give 
I say a lot of credit for even opening that position and wanting to invest into, you know, a position where you were strictly going to be, not strictly because obviously work with everybody, but that Spanish bilingual was going to be a focus. So that's huge, I think, because not every club wants to invest in a position like that. Not every club wants to put the time and energy into their Latin players. So I think that that's obviously a testament to where the club wants to go. And that says that they understand that obviously the Latin community is a big community that they also need to, you know, do things for. Also, you guys have our roster at Lion players. Yeah. Some of our biggest players are Latinos. So it's like you you need people to be able to tell their stories, to put them out there. Like you said, oftentimes you don't even hear them speak. You don't know anything about them. And they're the biggest players on the team. So that's kind of like a no-brainer. I feel like it should be a no-brainer for every team. You need to be able to highlight all of your players. And that's also not just Latin or English players, right? But your French players, whatever nationality they are, um, I think it's important to include everyone. You cannot go and preach you want inclusivity and you want everyone to be involved and make the fans feel involved if you're not actually going to do it. So I do appreciate that about this club that they've put their money where, you know, you know what's the is. expression? I'm going to butcher it. <laughs> the but money where your mouth is. You know what I'm trying to yeah. say. Um, <laughs> so I do give them a lot, of, a lot of credit for that. And I mean, so far they've given me a lot of freedom to, you know, just kind of, go with my ideas and contribute to everyone else's ideas and help out in whatever way we can. And it's been, it's been a lot of fun. I love it's that already answer. felt, yeah, it's felt like in the short three months, like it's, it's felt. So Thank nice, you. That nice means work. a lot. That means a lot. Carry yeah. on. I was going to say, the, uh, <laughs> you said it, right? Like there, there are some of the biggest players, but also there's some of the biggest personalities. I remember yes. we interviewed Marcelo Silva and I'm like, dude, this guy is actually like so cool and so nice and so humble. Um, and and so yeah, I'm excited to see see what you do. Um, when it comes to just shedding more onto the Latino side and like the Hispanic side of of, of it, what's some of the things that you kind of hope to bring more in the future as in your position with this club? Like, what are some ideas that you have that you want to give so that way the fans have that more personal connection to those players? We're already working on some of those now. Um, you could keep it on the DL too I, if you need I, to. I don't know how much I can say. I don't want to get in trouble. Um, but ultimately, I think it's important to feel and build that connection with the public. Getting our players out there more, community events, things that they love to do already, things that they already care about, just kind of putting them out there more to build relationships. That's a big one on my list right now. Like I said, we we currently have a couple ideas that we're working on. Um, So that's a big one. Also, I think what I really love about this club is how accessible the players are. And during my time here thus far, I think... I'd like to think we've done a very good job at making our players available. And it's almost like you have to go through like a media training sort of thing with some of these players, right? Because they haven't really gotten in front of the camera. They haven't really talked to all that media. So that's been really neat to see from like day one. Andres didn't want to talk to anybody. He was so shy, like just very... And he would tell me, obviously, Colombian press is very different, right? They're really... I mean, I don't want to say negative words, but it's just different. We'll they go, go after you. They go after you. Yeah. So obviously, not like not like how RSL fans go. No, it, it's it's more so like, hey, as a player, you're yeah. this over there. It's like it's you, your family, your upbringing. Mm-hmm. Like they ve- make it very personal. It's attacks. very different. It's yeah. very different. So obviously, you can understand why someone would be closed off 
to see him now, you know, joking around, dancing. He's such a goofball, like all the time, just cracking jokes. Like he's a big kid. I just call him like a big kid. So that's been fun. And I want to continue that with all of the players, not just our Latin players, but even other English speaking players that we haven't heard much from. Because again, everyone has a story and there's so many untold stories that we have that opportunity to tell. So obviously I want to keep working and building upon that. But also, obviously, my Latino community is big. So getting more um, Latin media out here, that's that's something that I'm currently really trying to work on. Getting more Latin media to cover our game, to cover the players, to tell those stories. I want to kind of rebuild some relationships that, you know, have kind of been broken along the years because of X, Y, and Z. Those are, those are all things that are on my short list. Um, obviously, I keep adding to that list on the daily basis. Trey is so sick of me when I come to him with many things that I, you know, <laughs> my mind or whatever. But I feel like that list is never ending. And I like it that way. I feel like it always gives you something to build on, something to work for. And yeah, that's kind of where I stand with all of that. Awesome. You mentioned that... Uh you know, obviously, yeah, like the the Latin press is much different than what is over here. What about what are the differences that you've seen um, maybe from like the media or even like the fan based um, content that you've seen here versus what you saw in L.A. Galaxy? Like, do you feel I don't know. Do you feel like one or the other has maybe a, a better grasp or maybe one is more involved? Like, what have you seen from the media over here? I don't know. How would you compare the two? Would you say that there's more involvement here or is like LA Galaxy kind of producing more content? Like, What, what are your <laughs> thoughts there? That's a tricky question for me to answer because LA is a big market, right? So things are just naturally going to be done completely different. True. One of the first things that I noticed when I started here is the accessibility that the media has. You could never get this kind of access in LA with either team, not just Galaxy, but LAUC, because it is such a big market, right? So because there's more access here, I think it kind of lies on me, Trey, Meg, to always facilitate you guys being able to get those interviews and tell those stories because there is so much more access to players are so much more giving and willing to do these interviews and give you time and you know whatever the case is then i feel like it's it's really a missed opportunity if we don't provide that to the media because we do have so much access everyone's so transparent here and la again bigger market just completely different base it's completely the opposite. Um, it's just there's no real transparency. There's a lot of secrets, right? Like a lot of, and I get it. There's probably more on the line in terms of marketing and that kind of thing because, you, you know, this is a way bigger market and whatnot. But that's something that stood out to me from the get-go. Um, and that's obviously something that I do feel like we can help in, you know, just continuing to grow and expand on. Just being able to give you guys more access and be able to facilitate. I really kind of see it like that. Facilitators to you guys, right? You guys want to tell a story. Example of Chichorango, right? You, you want to go through his timeline of MLS and other. It's our job to kind of facilitate and make it easy on you guys to be able to tell those stories to the fans so that they can get to know the player and in turn feel connected to them. So really, it's kind of like a circle of life that I see it as. It's a win-win is what I'm trying to get at. And it's definitely not like that in bigger markets like LA. Yeah. yeah. 
Don't come for me, Galaxy fans. This is not me talking trash. It's just, you know, the obvious, right? It's it's what comes with bigger versus smaller. So there's definitely, I would say, I mean, there's obviously disadvantages to being a smaller market team. We're obviously not the favorites of the league and such. But there's also definitely big advantages to it if we know how to maneuver those, if that makes sense. A uh, less controversial question. Uh-oh. <laughs> Which club is better, RSL or get? No, I'm, get, I'm, just, I'm just joking. Don't hey, make me answer that. Yeah, no, no, people kidding. did ask me. So Galaxy played twice here in a week. Yeah. Number one question I was getting: So who are you really rooting for? <laughs> I'm like, Third listen, question. listen. But it is crazy. I mean, side bit. I grew up a Laker fan, right? It was always Kobe for me. Grew up a Laker fan. Started working with the Clippers four or five years, traveled, games, charity. How do you not find yourself rooting for them at one point? Mm-hmm. So now I'm all in on Clippers. Everyone knows I'm a Clipper fan. People give me crap all the time. I'm like, listen, let me educate you and explain myself why. Um, and it's not something that I expect people to understand because unless you're on this side and you're working this side, why would you understand, right? So I get, I get why people get confused and like, what? How does? So it's kind of like the same thing, right? Like I grew up a Galaxy fan. I spend a lot of time with these guys, right? I'm here all the time. It's, it's. I don't want to say my new family, but sort of. You know what I mean? You <laughs> yeah, guys know what sure. I'm trying to say. You're just trying to get me in trouble. <laughs> I I'm know. like, you know what you're doing. <laughs> no, we're let joking. me just, you know, let me just not. <laughs> it's for fun. It's for fun. I mean, but there's, there's a lot of love for them, and it's obviously so nice to see when they come into the stadium. It's nice to say hi to everyone. Well, I host a podcast for Real Salt Lake. Well, not for the club, but for KSL Sports, and it's obviously a Real Salt Lake podcast, but. I have no shame in saying that I love the Galaxy as well. I'm a big Chicharito guy. There we go. Yeah, I like them. There we go. Okay, well, so <laughs> and, <Chicha>. uh, <laughs> and in in 2025, we got San Diego FC coming. I'm a native from San Diego. Everyone's going to jump. Okay, you're a native. That's different. Yeah. But I feel like everyone's going to jump ship and root for San Diego. Well, who? Everybody. That's Everyone? all everybody talks about. The new San Diego <laughs> team. I'm like, I wonder how many job applications we're going to have. Oh yeah, yeah. Andy's yeah Andy's I'm, I'm contemplating. Yeah, Andy said goodbye to your guys. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking about it. It's it would be yeah. It's it, it's a beautiful city, but Salt Lake City's even prettier. Okay, I love it's it beautiful. Here. Yeah, I love the fact that you get to turn in every direction, and there's mount. You literally you don't have a bad view. Mm-hmm. Love it. Obviously, like I said, winter is a whole other story. But right now, <laughs> I'm loving it. Yeah. Yeah. So you you already kind of dove into like your like the future and and what you would like to achieve here uh, with Real Salt Lake, and I don't imagine. I mean, it's only been three months. Tell me, like, what what where do you see yourself? Let's say five years. I know it's a tough question, right? Career wise, very hard. Would you <laughs> you know? Do you want to continue to climb up the ladder and and maybe do something? still with this club or within MLS that um, that you have a passion for, a drive for in communications? Because you're very good at it, clearly. Thank um, you. What, what, what do you see yourself doing? That's so hard, you guys. Because six months ago, you could have asked me, do you see yourself in PR in Salt Lake? Never. Not because I didn't want to. It's just there's some things that you don't even imagine, right? You don't even think they're a possibility of sorts. Um, so that's very hard for me to answer. I definitely know I want to stay within the game. 
I have loved seeing how much the league MLS has grown over the last 70 years that I've been covering it. That to me, I take a lot of pride in that. And obviously now working with RSL, I love working with this team and I definitely know that I want to continue and expand the game and get that, you know, going and continuing to grow in and that kind of thing. Um, it takes two to tangle, right? Assuming RSL wants me back uh, and wants to keep me on board. I mean, for now, my plan is to stay here. Uh, I love this team. I love the staff. Everyone has been so welcoming, so helpful. I don't think I've met any other club where it has instantly felt like family and everyone's friends and actually care about each other and everyone hangs out with each other and it's just it's so fun um so for now my plan is not to go anywhere guys i'm actually moving to my place this week i finally committed to a place thank you thank you um i think i was also going through like commitment issues like not knowing what if they don't want to keep me here and they get (laughs) rid of me or something so finally i think i've you know um settling in on a place so for now i'm also not a person that plans to ahead I've always been like that. I wish there was like a better balance to me planning, but I'm very like in the moment, just go with what feels right. And for now, at least for the next year or two, I do see myself staying here, um, doing what I can to continue to grow in the game. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that was a great answer, but no, you know, it's, it's so answer. hard for me to it's answer future. Answer. Trey yeah. Keeper, she's great. <laughs> <Trey> <laughs> Please Keeper. keep me Trey Tyler, Tyler <laughs> if you're <Keeper>. listening. <laughs> um, <laughs> Last question for you, unless Alex has any more after this, but, uh, you know, I think prior to you coming here or really like paying attention to Real Salt Lake, because like I obviously wouldn't fault you if you weren't, um, a lot of things that we kind of, I wouldn't say felt were lacking, um, I, I guess it could be lacking, yeah, with some of the involvement with, you know, the fan base, um, the Latino community, which obviously is just leaps and bounds from what it is now. I know you weren't here for before, but what do you what do you think or what impresses you most about like the game day environment? Um, you're here every home game. You you know you're you, I'm sure you've seen like the new murals, the new investment with the speakers, the lighting, the club the club involvement. There's you know people before we're only hyping up the crowd in English. Now we hear it in Spanish. So what what is that environment like you as someone being or what is what's it what's it like for you as someone who is completely new here. What are your impressions? I was impressed the first time I came to a game. So I was here for the home opener. So it was my first game. They flew me in specifically to be here for the game. And then I was sent back to LA. Um, First of all, I love the stadium. The views. We were talking about the views, right? Like talk about a view. Um, I love just how involved the fans are, you can tell how passionate they are, right? The other day with Chicho, it was the first time I did the march, right? I hadn't done it before. And being down there and seeing how everyone is just like family, having a great time, looking out for each other, all in on RSL, I loved every second of it. I almost feel like I liked it more than Chicho. I was like, yeah, hyping everyone (laughs) up. Um, But it's just very cool to see how there is a community here amongst the fans and how everyone knows each other. Everyone knows everyone's hand knows. Oh, my God. You know, everyone follows each other on social media. And um, people do a very good job, even on game day, with, like, distributing tickets, right, and getting tickets for fans that maybe cannot afford to buy tickets. 
there is just a very big sense of community. And in my short three months that I've been here, I do want to give a shout out to Tyler Gibbons because he's at the very forefront of a lot of the changes that happen in the stadium. He really fights for some of these things. To to some people, they may seem like minor things, but in the big picture of all, there are things that just make the stadium better, the in-stadium experience better. And he really is, like I said, at the forefront of those conversations and those changes. So I really just appreciate him so much, and it's been fun to kind of see him. He juggles a lot of things, you guys. A lot of things. Um, and the fact that he can do all of it very effortlessly, or at least it appears to be effortlessly, um, I think he deserves a lot of credit with all of that. But, you know, I've been impressed. Uh, everyone's very passionate. And I love to see it, honestly. I love to see the passion. Yeah. Shout out Tyler Gibbons. We ran into yes. him. I hadn't seen him in a while, but he's like full dad mode. He's, he's got great. the working stuff. <laughs> he's the great. You guys, cords. probably one of the best bosses I've ever had in my life. Yeah. He's amazing. Okay, that's enough. That's amazing. Enough. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm joking. No, that's great. That's really good to hear. Um, we're, we're so stoked to have you, uh, to have somebody like you here. Thank you. Um, I think I speak for us all, yeah? We're happy? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good. Keep, continue good. to hold it down. Uh, for selfish reasons, please don't go anywhere. No, uh, I like to keep everyone on their toes. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I go, I go down the hallways causing a ruckus sometimes. <laughs> you know, yeah, I have a little fun way at it. <laughs> you said, uh, you said Andres Gomez, kind of like the the big kid of the locker room. You have a lot of fun with him. Um, He's great. What's like something about like maybe one of like the like Latino players that you found out that like you know would be fun for the fans to know, like or just just a funny story or something i don't know something that you can share obviously uh, uh, there's so many things that you've that learned is. like personalities wise right okay personality wise the first one that sticks out is saba sabarino okay because i think everyone has an impression that he's very serious you know and it's always like business and all of that i spend a lot of time with it'd be the group of saba andres anderson vera He's funny. Like, Sava has a lot of jokes. He has a lot of character. I think he just takes time. Like, he only lets his walls down around people he's comfortable with. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the impression I'm getting from him. So people don't get to see that, like, funny side to him. He's very dedicated, not just on the pitch. Like, in everything he does, he's, like, all in. But he's fun. He's a fun guy. Obviously, you guys know Andres and Anderson are like the biggest dorks on the planet. Um, I think, I don't remember what flight it was. I got woken up to him, to both of them, playing like fake sword down the aisle on the plane. <laughs> this is what we deal with on a daily basis. Like, it happens all the time. Wherever awesome. you are, they can be in the locker room. They could be, wherever they are, they're goofballs. They're always just... Yeah. trouble they're trouble um trying to think of other stories i mean you guys know marcelo is such a big outdoorsy guy um shout out to danny masovsky he's been he's been a fun one to kind of see blossom lately mm -hmm. because i know him from lafc so i know what his personality is and i kind of felt like when i first got here he was a little on that quieter side um i'm not sure why 
but obviously started playing a lot better, scoring goals, really contributing out there. And that's also been a reflection off the pitch where I think his personality has shined a lot more recently. And he's always smiling and he's such a good man. I mean, you guys heard me giving him crap. He's supposed to let me see his championship ring. He's been <laughs> promising for like three weeks, nothing. Um, <laughs> so at this point, it's like, who will let me see it first, Chicho or Danny? Yeah, so, you, um, you know, TBD. Probably Chicho, yeah. Probably Chicho <laughs> at this point for sure. Um, I mean, I can go on and on. It's it's definitely fun getting to know them just behind the scenes, right? Because you see who they really are. Um, and with Andres, his wife just got here too. So getting to see him with her, obviously that's been a very focal point for him, being alone. He's alone out here. He's only 20 years old, no family. He had never left the country before. And now to see how happy he is to have his partner here. She's lovely, by the way. Um, that's been pretty cool to see, too. Just to kind of see how you can have one person, right? Not fully complete, but still doing their best to, okay, you have family here now. People, his parents are going to come soon. Like, It's been a really cool thing to kind of also see him blossom on and off the pitch. But no, there's a million stories. There's yeah. like a hundred things. Another time, we'll, we'll yeah, a hundred we'll things. We'll go set up that. this like at a like go get drinks with everybody. <laughs> Delmi, it's been awesome. Uh, thank you so much. We're so delighted, so honored that you took this time with us to speak, and uh, we will see you around the stadium. Uh, guys, the RSL show on KSL Sports. Uh, thanks again, Delmi, for coordinating and getting us Chicho Arango. You're um, welcome. You owe me coffee now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll <laughs> we look it up. And, um, where can people find you on social media if they want to follow you? Um, I'm at Delmi Berea. Just full disclosure, I post too much. So, <laughs> you know, if you don't want to get annoyed with constant posting, it's just probably best not to follow. <laughs> Very cool. Guys, thank you guys so much. Uh, tune in, guys. Uh, we're going to be posting up the Chichuarango content everywhere. You guys have probably seen it by now. But again, uh, thanks to all the listeners. Keep it here. Our cell show for all the best Real Salt Lake content on the KSL Sports Network. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah Health. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now 
at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great.